to do. There's so. 2,500 dealer, legal dealers in the GTA to buy a car. Yep. Hell, there's 33 Nissan dealers within 90 kilometers. Yep. If I don't like you, you're seven and a half kilometers away from the next one. Yep. Right? You've got to stand out. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. All right, guys. Um, here we are again. Another episode of After Hours with Jay. I have JP Ostagai with me today. Thanks for coming, JP. Appreciate you spending the evening with me. Love it. Um, let's uh, take an opportunity to uh, tell the everybody out there the origin story that is JP Ostagai. <laughs> so, uh, oh God. Go ahead this is recording, run. right? This is recording. So go ahead. Run, run us down. All right. Well, uh, I am the manager of retail operations for the Alt Automotive Group, which is part of Zenkin Automotive. Uh, been in sales my entire life with the automotive side for over 10 years, developing internet strategies and lead, lead answering communication perspective. Uh, before that, actually, I was a professional bass fisherman and a uh, sold RVs, boats, ATVs, lawn and garden for that for years uh, until I, uh, I, my body just couldn't do it anymore. And before that, I was actually in uh, retail um, for many years selling shoes and clothes and bathing suits and, and if you could see me now it's not a pretty sight so I can't imagine yeah. buying a bathing suit from JP do I look good in this? I no no you do not so. um, and I uh, actually played rugby at a high level in sports so yeah I, I've kind of done a bit of everything and how long have you been in the automotive industry? over 10 years now yeah okay. yeah it's a lot of fun even done stand up comedy for two years so it was that was a fun go <laughs> not for my audience um, so you're currently with the Zenkin Automotive Group. I am. Tell me a little bit more about what you do with the Zenkin Group. I work with the dealers in the Alta Group, the Nissan Infinity dealers, helping them with their uh, brand perspective. I help them with their leads, uh, communication strategies. How can we get people to uh, answer when we rate them back? How can we get people to respond to better on phone, the use of video, reputation management, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I basically am a glorified sales trainer. I just help people move through uh, the customer experience. So more on the operations side. Yeah, more on the operations side. a bit on the marketing side, yeah. right? Okay, so let's talk more about the operations side. Okay, perfect. Uh, on the training side, run me down. What are, you, what are you doing there? So what I do is I work with, I, I see the root lead as it comes in, and I train the salespeople how to look at the lead and where it came from, the resource, the email address, and form a, an idea of the customer base. And then that will create a response uh, template for the individual. I teach them how to do video and how important that is of walk-around videos. I teach them how to brand themselves through reputation and reputation management. And I go into more depth on, on the marketing side with why video is important and why reputation is important. So kind of I'm a master of all trades. I'll even change oil if they need me. <laughs> Now, uh, the video response side, that's mm -hmm. been a big part of what, huge. It's one it's of the largest parts of what you do. Right? It's absolutely trying to get people and getting people to do videos and communicate through video to customers. So t t run me down through the evolution of how that started with you and the group of evolving to where you guys are now as far as the video response go. Like, What does that early video response look like for you guys? Well, it's funny how it came to be is since... 2004, I've been answering internet leads with the autumn, with the marine side. And it kind of translated, well, the, when people, more and more people started advertising, it went right to video. And remember, this is the old flip phone that had the grainy video that you'd send an ex-girlfriend, you know, and you're texting A, B, C to get one letter out. 
And I was using that and had great results. And when I fell into the automotive business, it just it immediately transitioned into having a BlackBerry with a grainier video and sending those videos out and had immediate reaction because people saw the value of talking to them individually. And then I started, when I fell in, when I started selling more, I ended up doing FaceTime and other uh, one-to-one Skype calls with customers who were farther. So I got a really good response. So when I was hired by the Zenkin Group, really bringing that philosophy forward and making it more personal experience for a customer. So I think that's key is that you're not just training on video response. You were a practitioner way well, absolutely. before I was one of the first ever. Trainer. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the benefit for you as a salesperson when you were a salesperson doing those video responses. How did that benefit you? Well, well we got to your bottom dollar. What, what I found that when I was emailing people and calling people, there was a back then there wasn't a lot of people on the space. So people were more receptive to email. The people were email culture based. Now, um, as things evolved, I found that email was dying off as people got bombarded with other dealers and other things happening in their lives. I changed to a video structure because video was more one-to-one and personal and it gave us really a, a unique look to it. We're still one of the only dealer groups consistently using video to communicate with our customers when the lead or when a phone call or when a customer comes in, not only to answer their questions, but to thank them, to ask for referrals, to get testimonials, to get referral, to get reputation management up. Mm -hmm. There's so much we use it for. So the average person, when when they receive a a call, uh, it used to be old school, you'd write a thank you note and then send it by mail and, you know, depending on the mail, it would take two to three days. And if they're in their buying cycle, they'll get this wonderfully handwritten note from you three days after they bought the car. So how can I get really right away? Well, sending them videos through, we use Authentic, but there's lots of other video um, tools out there. Uh, and that's A-U-T-H-N-T-K.com. Um, not, not the phonetically way it's spelled. But we send videos right when we get off the phone with somebody and we see that people write back, respond, thank you, this is great. And they're more likely, it cuts the, um, the sales cycle down by six days when you use video, which is huge. In six days, in, in, in an ever longer research phase anytime you can you know that could be one month difference really from the end of the month to a new month that could be your quota so let's talk a little bit about value and opportunity sure so from a salesman's a salesperson's perspective all right of doing video response what is the value and the future opportunity of doing video response well it's faster than emails and most let's be honest most people are don't have a doctorate in the english language or, or or don't have a thesaurus beside them so you know pounding out it's just so easy to, when can you come in versus asking that question and being a little more animated in your conversation you can actually have these real life conversations even though they're one way and have that person view you see you get an idea you know when i was working at agent courtney when i moved to toronto it, it's it's an area not known for for me uh i'm a big burly guy you got a big personality <laughs> I got a so, big personality. so as a salesperson you doing a video response gave you the opportunity for someone to consume you as an individual yeah and, they consumed and, a lot of me that's gonna come out wrong um, um, but, but consume you yeah and how your approach your passion your energy exactly and the one thing that made the huge difference I had people now uh, I only work by referral and only work by appointment that was my that was the shtick I had Yep. And they moved me upstairs in the accounting office in a room the size of a, a pay toilet um, because they, you know, they didn't know what to do with me. So if I had to only do it by that, you know, I was delivering 410 cars a year 
just by leads and videos and, and responses and using it as part of my strategy. And people would come in and asking for me, not because they I've talked to them, because of other people referred to them, because of my reputation. And because people were like, this is amazing. They were writing Google reviews and other reviews for so me. There's there's the opportunity yeah. to play, right? So the value of being able to Put, to present yourself uh, as the individual, an authentic individual, mm-hmm. and consume uh, you and your passion and your energy behind it. That gave, that, gave them, <laughs> that gave that gave the customer an opportunity to to really decide if they want to do business with Absolutely. you or they want to come see you. But the the opportunity really lied in the branding development. Absolutely, and the really the sold units. It, and it, you know what? It was you know I have a strong personality. I'm loud. I've got that strip club announcer <laughs> voice that, you know, if you're aroused right now listening to me, I'm so sorry. I heard a word once were. But, you know, having that passion and that energy come out, otherwise it's just a flat email. When you see your emails come through and all of a sudden you receive a text video, how much more powerful is that? It's more personal. And then you take that even a step further and do a one-to-one call on video. Now you can see if someone's rolling their eyes at you or, you know, I sold more into Thunder Bay and in other areas than anyone else did. I even sold to Nunavut because people would consume my content and see what I want to do and then reach out and then fly in just to deal with me. Well, I mean, I think leads, hey, I, I, you know, I hate the word leads. I, I, know. I, I don't understand why we call the lead in any way or form. I've been in the industry long enough to understand that th- that was something a marketing company came up with. Let's call these things leads. Originally, when we designed websites, we didn't have the technology to put all the information out there. So we'd create a form so someone actually asked a question. So it was a form fill, a question. Which is right? dying off quickly. It, it, it is. And, and for the simple reasons that we're now able to consume all the information out there, we don't necessarily have to ask the question. But the fact is that these guys aren't leads, they're questions. Now, through communicating and starting a conversation with that person, you can now generate an actual lead out of that. I always consider it like uh, going to a party, right? You go to a party, someone finds out you're in the automotive industry. Almost instantaneously, what do they do? They start asking your thoughts and opinions. They're thinking of buying a car. Someone there decides they, they oh, I'm in the seizure. market. Oh yeah, let, let, me ask, <laughs> let me grill you and have this huge long conversation about car I should buy or why I should buy it, so on and so forth. But the point of the matter is that you're having a communication. You have a conversation, right? You're communicating back and forth. The byproduct of that conversation is that you might turn that person to, at the party you went to, into a lead where they may actually come in. I find with um, dealerships now is that they're bi- they want to bypass the entire communication process. And they think that someone uh, asking a question, it's a lead. It's not a lead. It's an opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah. So through video response, you get to not only answer the question, but show off who you are as an individual. And, you know, the one thing is with mobile now, you know, 80% of the communication is done by mobile now. Email is still such a useful tool for communicating specific details. But for communication, you know, you have teenage daughters or sons, you call them and they just text you back what, you know, they want short forms, they want instant gratification with with communication, right? That's why all these pop-up messenger and LinkedIn specials and everything comes up uh, is instant gratification. So you need to be in that space where people are consuming what they need to do. And but it's not always necessarily the speed of which we respond, but the depth of, of course. the content that we give back to them. I mean, I don't know about you, and maybe it's different, but I don't care if someone takes a couple hours to respond back to me. If, if the content or the response 
actually is depth to it, I'm all for it. Heck, they can take half a day to do it if they need to, right? But if I just get some generic generated template, I mm-hmm. smell it. And as a consumer, my first thought is you just don't give a crap. Well, let's look at it this way. Uh, Google and all the other Bing and all the other social medias don't rank pictures anymore. Yeah. They, sure. they don't rank pictures. So it's building in the mindset of, of your consumers that if, if these massive companies, Bing, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Google, all these, you know, Siri, don't rank pictures, why are you sending pictures and why are you sending <laughs> just written text? And it's funny because with the Canadian spam uh, spas, laws, the castle laws, it really will start weeding out picture-related, document-related, link-related emails. In some cases, when I Mr. Shop 60 dealers a month, because that's what I do to stay current and see what are people doing, I realize that half them, if they respond, they go to my junk folder. Why? Because they're picture-heavy, HTML-heavy, link-heavy, long-worded. They use the word special cost, price, clearance. Sure. You know, buy now, flash sale, which I always found funny. A flash sale for a car. I'm buying a $90,000 car. Flash. Because that's something. Yeah, it's it's something's going to, yeah. So, but the video will rank. It gets through. Yeah. You know, no matter how bad it is, it gets through. Because all the companies that do emails also know that video is a marketing tool. And they'll rank it. It means they're going to let it through most times. As long as it doesn't have weird caption with wrong things in it. So the value's there. Absolutely. So why the hell are they not doing it? Why are well, there still dealerships out there that are not doing video? Well, so I had a long conversation with uh, someone in the automotive industry in Europe. Uh, someone that moved there and I've been talking to him. And he, he said, JP, in Europe and in Australia and in China, they really look at it as a career. So they, people get trained for months before they walk onto the floor and are able to communicate with customers. Mm. It's actually, in some cases like the Netherlands, it's government mandated. So where people get paid a, a, a more than, they get paid a salary, huge salary, no commissions. So yep. salaries more than make up for the commissions. And people who are in retail stores, regular retail getting paid 30, $40 an hour because they're professionals. Even the minimum wage people know that every ounce of that product and are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Here, because of the turnover we have, we don't look at this industry anymore as a career. With, well, why the hell are we having turnover? It's because we're not spending well, the time to we're not taking develop time or training, training or, or anything else. Ah, face or whatever we'll call it. We're just not training. We're not training at all. But we're also uh, looking for warm bodies. It's funny because I, I God, you know, I, I do a lot that. of recruiting. <laughs> I do a lot of recruiting for our group, and you know, I listen to all the talk radio shows when I drive in. It keeps me company. And one of the things I got really angry at is people were calling in. Everyone's ghosting us. They're not showing up for the interviews. And then I said, okay, well, let me call in because. I've got a voice and I sound like a strip club announcer, so this will be fun because <laughs> I want to hear my own voice on the radio. And I, I literally laid into the expert and I said, so why are they ghosting you? Well, it's millennials. I'm like, what age is millennials? Well, the young people. Okay, could you, Clark, you know, could you qualify that? Because if you don't know what a millennial is, and not a lot of people know what a millennial is, 38 to 24, you know, they're not 19 okay, you're thinking of 22-year-olds, which are Generation Z. But why are they ghosting us? If you could send me one of your postings, let me take a look. And it was this long, drawn-out, me, 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 me. Why aren't you talking more about me? And I would apply to that. Sure, it sounds great, but I'm not going to go to the interview because me, 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 me. Right? All of our hiring now, except for techs, 
you need to have a video resume. I'll sure. talk to you on the phone first and send me your video resume. We don't have anyone ghost us. Yep. Because people want to know about this. They want to be part of this. We're getting better quality people. Well, what you're hiring is you're not hiring salespeople. You're hiring branding people. We're, people that are willing to put themselves out there. And, and look, I, I think the day of selling needs to end. And the day of branding is what actually needs to happen. And with video response, that is probably the biggest opportunity, at least I see with video response, is that you have the opportunity not to sell, but to brand. And people buy into well, brands. Taking it a step further, the days of multiple department dealerships is going away. Sure. The F&I manager, the service consultant, the salespeople, the sales manager, they're going to be gone soon. Now, Everyone's going to yell at me and they're no, it's not. We need these people. We don't. We absolutely don't. And I'm sorry if you're offended by that. But if I'm coming into a uh, to an experience, the person who I buy the car from, I also want to buy my finance product because I trust them now. I want to buy my finance or my, yep. my warranty products from. I also want to rent a car from. I also want to have my car serviced from. Well, you bought into their brand. And, into their Well, and, and that one person. I, I want to come in. I want that personal norm from Cheers sure. experience. Of course. I want to come in. Everyone knows my name. And I'm comfortable <laughs> with it. That's a perfect example. Exactly. Everyone, it's one experience. Now, as a salesperson, as a service person, as a F&I person, how vested am I in to keep that customer on my, on my portfolio for life? Because that's the only way I'm going to get compensated is that person coming back over for service for parts, to rent my car. to So that's the way the dealership world is going. We are already seeing it. Yep. It's in Europe. It's in parts of the States. And in parts of the States, if you don't send a video, you're evicted from your desk. Look, I, I would be safe to say that I would assume that your training efforts moving forward is not necessarily on training on how to sell a car, but training to actually brand yourself. As it, it's training on how to communicate, and communicate yep. is the brand, right? Yes. Uh, the communication, whether it's texting or video or FaceTime or email, and when the best time to communicate, when the best time to say, what email means what, that's what we teach. It, it's all being a branding yourself as a professional. So in your hiring efforts, I'm going to switch over to my manager. I'm going to put my manager hat on now, or dealer principal, GSM, GM, whatever it is, right? I'm not necessarily hiring salespeople. I'm, I'm looking to actually purchase and acquire brands. I mean, and I'm, if you're doing through video, um, uh, video interviews, that gives you an opportunity to see what that brand is going to be and how your consumer may or may not, you know, um, buy into whatever that brand is. Exactly. We hire for personality. We train skill. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. You know, That's realistically, it's funny because I've, I've actually looked at this happen, not at our dealer group, but I was visiting someone in a large dealer group in an auto mall and I watched someone get fired for stealing. Like I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was heard about it and literally I was sitting up in the HR's office talking to the guy and I looked over and I saw the guy wheel his Toyota his box just right across the boulevard to another one of their dealerships. I said, what's that? Didn't you just fire that guy? He said, yep. But they hired him over there. I'm like, that's great. And, you know, you could all get this done with that communication and that benefit. What benefit is there for looking for make model people? There's still going to be a need for strong people with communication skills, sales skills. But the dinosaurs who just jack people and just get around it, that those days are gone. Because still of transparency. Exactly. Used cars, there's still some room, but there's so much competition now. There's over 2,500. have the room to do There's so. 2,500 dealer, legal dealers in the GTA to buy a car. Yep. Hell, there's 33 Nissan dealers within 90 kilometers. Yep. 
if I don't like you, you're seven and a half kilometers away from the next one. Yep. Right? You've got to stand out. And that's why video relates to reputation so well. You've the brand helps you build your reputation. You know, and people well, a guy got Google reviews. I've seen them. They're horrible. So is it safe to say, from a dealer's perspective, that what you guys have done, have you guys paid more for a brand than not so much a brand? A salesperson coming on board, looking at them and, and what value that they bring, do you see the value in the brand that they built themselves? We're starting to. Like Again, it's a long process to change mindsets, to change ideas. The dealers are now buying into the fact that we need, a, we need someone to be part of our, our, our community. Yep. We need someone to post on our Facebook, on our LinkedIn, on our, we need someone to be involved. That's what step one. Okay, now, how can I make that person communicate with customers? Sure. We're just starting that way. How expensive is it to go through staff? Oh, it's, it's not cheap it's, at all. It's thousands of dollars. Yeah. The hours spent in my time, you know, finding the people, hand them over, interviewing them, just reference checks. Just to work, it's huge. Exactly, huge and then you put them there, and they and you do the if you spend any time training at all, the hours, mm -hmm. the customer loss, how much money does it cost per customer to come in the door? $300, $400 in some cases? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, low is $150, but the average is what, $350? It depends on your manufacturer, but yeah. You're yeah, $350. Right. So it costs $350 for every customer that walks in the door. And we're seeing more customers versus the last couple of years walking because people want that unique experience. Mm -hmm. So $350 per customer, and I, I put them in front of someone who's not committed and with no branding strategy, and I've just blown $300 at the door. So it's safe to say that video response, for the salesperson, just I'm looking from the salesperson's perspective, um, not only will help them close more deals, but it creates a brand, and the brand extends out to an opportunity of creating a reputation. Yeah. And if you're going to make a commitment to this craft and you plan on being here for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right, this is going to give you the ability, these are the tools that are going to give you the ability to exponentially increase Absolutely. the size of that brand. Well, and, and, and look at, I think, and in, reputation. In a previous episode, you had Paul, the Dodge father, long on. Yeah. And the guy has done, you know, yeah, we talked to him before. We saw him from nothing. And, oh, he's just, from, from a salesperson turned into a multimedia guru and he's getting people from all over the, the province now coming in even the states to buy vehicles from him because he's used video to communicate his personality which is strong his message you know everything else what a better way to do it there's a story right there in itself three yes. months gone by and he's suddenly a powerhouse yep just three months of consistency why do people fail at it because they're inherently lazy we hire the wrong people and there's no accountability on the end of the dealer. It all comes down to training and development. Absolutely. Really, that's what it comes down to. So uh, let's move on from the value and opportunity with video response from the salesperson. Let's talk about the value and opportunity of video response with dealership or management or ownership, really. Okay. How does that affect the overall dealership? Well, a video takes, it, once you get used to it, the video takes less time to write than an email. Yeah, I and, agree with that. So you're right, right away, I can handle more incoming opportunities, whether it's follow-up, or everything else. Also, when you're, you know, salespeople and, and, and dealerships have kind of a love-hate relationship because I want to brand myself as a salesperson, but the dealer wants to keep make sure it's their brand. Sure. Right? So put a Nissan sign behind them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's really important for dealerships to understand and, and, and adapt. Okay, my staff are being more productive because now they're sending video responses. Yep. My staff are being you know everything can be recorded you can adjust better so if i'm watching the, these videos come through i can actually now live coach this person 
and go back over it versus, you know, a perceived listen to a phone call or a perceived human traffic, you know, what's it's, it's a measurable job. effort. It's a That's very measurable it's effort. It's a measurable effort. And the I know that metrics have taught us that it can close a deal six days sooner and used cars even sooner than that. So and the closing ratio is higher. It, exactly. And it, it you know, it it a video alone won't sell a car, but it opens for an opportunity. Yeah. And it creates a free follow up. Did you like get my video? Did you like it? Exactly. You know, if nothing else, it's an extra step. We already know that it's five to 12 follow-ups when you get a deal. Most people stop at two. Yeah. You know, in 60 mystery shops, I've only had one dealer ever go more than two. Uh, besides putting me on the flash sale list. Yeah. You know, the the, the predetermined CRM blowout, you know, uh, every month there's a deal. Yep. So pretty much, if you can continue to message and use video, that just creates extra opportunity for you and cuts down your workload. Sure, and that totally makes sense. We all want to lie on the couch. Yep. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's, that's how we want us, to consume it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I've talked to multiple consumers. In fact, I was just at a dealership right now. I was talking to the general manager, and uh, they were talking about a product that they just recently bought themselves for the holiday season, and the way that they consumed it. They're looking for a new laptop. They didn't go read anything. They, they, they didn't look through the images. They purposefully went out to look for a video so that they consume right their way, a much higher probability of them retaining the message as well, to decide what ultimate product they were going to purchase. Exactly. It, it, you know, it, it's funny because I, I just, I think we talked about this, I'm looking at all new camera gear for myself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything else, and I spent... 40 hours on YouTube and Google and, okay, no, I need this camcorder. No, no, it's got to be a DSLR. No, no. And then that guy just tells me I need a DSLR. DSLR. He had an English accent, so I have to buy from him. And, you know, <laughs> we consume video more than anything else. YouTube is now the number two search engine in the world, which will soon take over. Google now ranks things differently. Bing uses video in a huge different metric. Yep. You know, and it all leads to your, like we talked about brand and measurables for the dealership and more success and staff that see more involvement are happier, you know, not even results, but right away you see you're, you're busier because now you're focusing on, on something, a task at hand. Yes. We're even taking video into our service departments now and doing walk around videos of a service outside of an oil change. And we've seen the dollar per ticket go up by $275. That's huge. And, and think about it. That's real ROI. That's a real ROI. Yep. You use video. Okay, you're doing an oil change to pull the tires off. Oh, he needs brakes. Mr. Smith, you need brakes. Let me come down and take a look at it. I just did the brakes done six months ago. Well, the yep. guy drives in the Don Valley every day, stop and go, stop and go with ABS. It's going to wear them out faster. But now I can show them on video before he comes down. We're getting people to pay for this stuff while it's still on the hoist. Which creates this amazing, transparent, Absolutely. real-time experience. Absolutely. That has value to the customer. See, see I, I think that's the thing is that for a lot of dealerships, you know, when I find out that they're not doing video response, it's because they don't necessarily yet see the value in it. But the funny thing is the value is not intentional for them. The value is for the customer. Exactly. And, it, well, it's a pain. We but we're told that helps out them. Like, yeah. it's crazy. You know, we, we all went through pain when we first learned how to ride a bike. Of course. We fell off a lot. But when we finally, when kids in the street got riding, we got, we just figured it out. Yeah. And and now we never look back on it. It's fun to ride a bike. And we see the value of it. Seeing the value of socializing with your other friends, right, as kids. My daughter was that last year. Could never ride a bike. Then her friends, we moved. 
rode a bike. Guess what happened the next day? She rode a bike. Yeah, absolutely. She committed to it. it. As long as you're seeing, like, you'll see almost immediate value in a service department. It takes a little longer in the sales department as someone finds their personality. I think that's actually a great place to start. Yeah. I, I think if, if a dealership, oh. uh, from a management's perspective or an operations perspective, that you're going to get into video response and you're really, truly looking for that immediate ROI, start in the service department. Absolutely. It's you know, 100% trackable. And, and, and we're seeing people outside of, you know, automotive using it more often than automotive mm-hmm. it's funny because i had i we had hired someone i didn't hire him and we hired some guy and my first conversation with him was like wow this is probably not going to work out and i don't mean that in a bad way but you just get this feeling of you look at someone and they're they're they're, they're doing uh-huh uh-huh they're looking at their phone their face is lit up and they're not like they don't understand like i saw him walk into the tree in woodbridge like he didn't even understand anyway you're not going to work out he says you know you got to send video it doesn't work and have you ever done video it just doesn't work. So I crept up on him, and I, 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 I use that word not like you know. He <laughs> was at work. It wasn't this at home. story was is going. Uh, you should close your blinds. Uh, um, I crept up on him, and I videotaped him watching video of something he wanted to buy. I'm going to say that again. I videoed him watching video of something he wanted to buy, he was and he was researching. That. He was consuming video of a product he wanted, and he says video doesn't work. I said it did. Look, and I showed the video to him. I'm like. Oh, he quit the next day because he just didn't want to do it. But the fact is, it just showed that he consumes video. We all do it. 100%. People build houses now on YouTube. Now they're ugly houses. (laughs) But people build stuff on YouTube. The how-to, you know, it used to be the most searched item was, what's my engine light mean? Yep. It's it's now the most YouTube search. Yep. You know, there there was a meme out there with a video. And, you know, the car won't start. I don't know why. Well, what does it say on the lights on the dash? It looks like someone's taking a poop. It was a minus four degree sign. <laughs> um, but video, we're consuming video even when we don't know it, no. right? Data plans now, like one of the data companies, uh, cell phone companies offering a 500 gigabyte extra, you know, they, they know our, our weak points. It's a reason that they're doing it. It's the same thing, like oh, we're just looking at 2018, we're doing a recap, right? And the millions of dollars that we managed in ad spend in 2018. And the one thing that really stuck out, and I took a couple weeks to really analyze the data. There were a bunch of things, but one thing I thought was really, really interesting, the cost per video view for almost every dealership we work with did not change in the entire year of 2018, which is insane, by the way, because these systems are not designed to do that. Once they realize that you're doing something and it's successful, you continue to do it, they're naturally just going to out. Because no one's the value doing of it. Right? <laughs> well, they're rewarding off of it. They're rewarding you. Like, look, average cost per view right now is between three to five cents, which I think is stupid. Stupid cheap. It's stupid cheap. I mean, I remember when I was doing Google AdWords way back in the day, and I remember having a meeting where um, Corvette was the big keyword that we were we were advertising against, right? For the entire Western part of the United States. And we went from 15 cents to click to 18 cents a click. And holy crap, we had to stop the presses, all right? The entire team needed to get together into a meeting and it was literally, Jason, what are you and your team doing about this? Why do we go from 15 to 18 cents a click? Like that was a big deal. Holy good God, if I could duplicate 15 cents a click right now on a high level keyword like that, people would love me. Yeah. But I'm like, we can't. There's an opportunity here right now with video. Oh, if we're not developing huge. out content, we're gonna lose this. I mean, it's a bull market. Facebook, Google, Instagram, they're they're literally capping it off. I mean, there's just there's no other there's no explanation no. for why this cost 
for all of 2018, the 700 different videos that my team and I ran for dealerships across Ontario, for that cost of video per view never changed. Well, the entire year is ridiculous. They're rewarding us. Absolutely, and, and to take that point where how video ranks better, so I Googled my name because you know I'm a narcissist. Yes. <laughs> no, my, my wife wanted to know what, you know what I've been doing. She wanted to see how I rank, you know. And she Googled my name and, and stuff that I did 10 years ago with yeah. the Turpay Automotive yep. Group. I, still got some I was an ugly around. guy back then. <laughs> Showed up like in the first page. I'm like, that's 10 years old and it's got like 4,000 views. Yep. But it ranked higher than everything I'd written on LinkedIn recently. And why? Because it's video. Well, the thing is, I think what the future holds for a lot of these ad platforms the old KPIs that we used to use, uh, click-through rates and CPMs and um, cost per clicks and all this stuff, it's not something necessarily that they're gonna be pushing forward. They're gonna start charging for engagement. That's what they wanna charge for. The best way for us to measure engagement is through video. Oh, I mean, it, 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 I know if you watch two seconds, seven seconds, 25 seconds, 45 seconds of it, and I know what you did after you continue to watch that. So, you know, I mean, if these marketing channels out there are already adopting and modifying their systems to really uh, give you the benefit and the value of putting the videos out there, why the hell dealerships aren't doing it? It's absolutely mind-boggling. Well, so this goes to my next question for you. Um, for the dealer principals or general managers out there that say, my staff, they're just too old, they won't do it. What do you say? It's funny, when I, when I first started with the group, I started working with our Chrysler store, which is still old Chrysler. And we had a guy named Mark Edwards. He's now retired. Mm -hmm. And I was looked at him. And I was in a full room of Chrysler people, old school Chrysler people. And I was like, looking at him going, wow, this is going to really pay painful. The first person that adopted and the most success, Mark Edwards, 62 years old. Yep. Because he immediately realized that I'm not good at email. I'm not good at, the, at, at, at this net thing. But he could do videos, right? And he just went out and talked. And the videos weren't, sometimes were not even in the car like he is. But people like to hear the grandpa. Sure. And he did really well with it. it. You give me a dealer who says, I don't want to do video. We won't do video. And But they blame it on their staff. They blame, they blame it, on blame it on their staff. But but the thing is, you give me a staff that does that, it's really simple. Uh, we don't punish anybody. You know, you don't could just you know constructively dismiss anybody. Mm -hmm. But not a problem. Um, I will tell you if you don't do video, um, I need your CRM to be hundred percent. You're gonna go upstairs. Until every lead, because if they're not doing video, video is a precursor to other things they're not doing. Sure. So if they're not willing to do video, they're not willing to follow up. If they're not willing to follow up, they're not willing to update their CRM. They're not willing to call their customers. They're not willing to call their after delivery. They're not willing to follow up. And suddenly, four years later, here's a lease return list. Oh, hi, Mr. Smith. Remember me? I don't. I know. No idea. Who you are. So video is just a precursor of what's going to happen. You know, I only, I've only known one or two people who just refused to do video, but they were so good at what they were doing else outside of it they were like community leaders yeah. so they didn't need video that they were part of the, the social network was offline and they could but do they could have expanded the audience oh they more they, so. they have, but they were at their bandwidth so it wouldn't have mattered but you give me a dealer who says or my staff won't do it first of all uh shame on you because you're letting your staff control the floor i think that's a very very key point but you before you even start with video look at the small victories you can have it's hard to walk in and say you're gonna lose 100 pounds today <laughs> you know that's why these get these these get rich lose diet plans are so expensive they're so cool this pill will make you lose 100 pounds it will give me cancer but it'll lose 100 pounds <laughs> um 
I think that's a good point. We have to create a routine. Yeah. Just like working out, losing the weight, we got to create a routine. You need to start with little micro victories. And one of the smallest, easiest micro victories, oh, I take care of my customers. Great. Let's get some reviews. So to lead into videos, let's get the team on board with micro victories. If you're so good with your clients and everyone loves you, why don't you have any positive experience online? Why has no one said anything good about you? Nothing bad. Because it's my first impression. I mean, yeah, it's my your, first your response to whatever yeah. my online question was is going to be one of the first exactly. real impressions I have of you as a so, business. as a brand, it does. I don't know who you are. When I Google you, the only reason I find you is because you're on Omvic sure. and you're on some dealer's website, which there's 25 dance myths. Yep. You know, how can I make you get instant results? And I tell people, if you can give me one month and give me four reviews, it will give you a deal within 60 days or an opportunity within 60 days. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And they got to be good reviews. They can't be like, well, one star, he ripped me off, you know, negative one. But I, if you can get me four of them, and, and I, I, you know, a good Alta Infinity was like this. A guy named Doran hated me. He didn't want to do anything. I'd like, <laughs> you're, you're a waste of skin, he told me. And I said, waste of skin. And I, I'll I said, I can know to that one. Hey, you know, one. but you know what? I appreciate that because <laughs> I can wrap my skin around you and. <laughs> Don't I edit that out. Um, no, but I can, I can, I said, okay, I'll go away, but I need one thing out of you. I need you to give me one challenge you need to do. And when it fails, I'll go away. We'll never talk to you again. He said, perfect. I said, I need you to get five Google reviews within 45 days. Well-written and they can't be by you because I know where they came from. And they, they've got to be well-written customer reviews. You say the customers love you. I've seen you with them. You're great. Why can't you ask them? So fine, if it makes you go away, I'll do it. Uh, 25 days later, he called me and he said, can you come in today? And I said, why? I just, I just need you to come in. And he came in and he came up to me and he put his hand out and shook my hand and said, thank you. I said, for what? You hate me. And he <laughs> says, um, it worked. I said, what worked? The cream? <laughs> oh, that was a different conversation. Sorry. Um, no, but he had gotten five reviews and someone came in, asked for him specifically and bought a car from him. And during his due process... Oh, did you get referred to? Because I want to call and say thank you. No, I saw your reviews online and I thought there was value there and I wanted to come talk to someone who looked like a professional. Five go. reviews over a 20-day period resulted in one sale. That's very good. And we repeated that over and over again. The metric is five to seven reviews within a 45-day period will give you one opportunity. That's an interesting That's an interesting statistic. So we got everyone little micro victories, right? Yep. And every once in a while you need to kick in the ass. Oh, that guy loved me. Great. Ask for that, you know, what could you do for me? Well, they are getting my survey and they're going to, hey, no, that's for the dealership. Could you do something for me? I'm building my brand. Could you really help me out if you like your experience? And, you know, when I was selling, I had a heck of a lot of Google reviews. Yep. I had more video over testimonials, which I'll get about in a second. But people were like, oh, I forgot to do that. I, Mr. Smith, I want to make sure you got home okay. Love doing it. Did you get your Bluetooth set? Okay, great. Did you have a that do a Google review? No, I'll do it tonight. Perfect. I'll make sure you're okay by the end of the week. Well, it's communicating the way the customer wants to communicate. Oh, and and helping them help out. Now you're doing it for the customer, which anytime you do you do it for the customer, you as the salesperson of the dealership is the one that actually ultimately ends up winning. Absolutely. When dealers so start, you're you're a little more political when it comes to a dealer principal or a GM saying that my staff 
won't do the videos. I'm not so political. Well, I, I, I literally just say, well, shit, if you don't do it, well, then in the next five years, I'll see that you're sold to another company who will be willing to do it. Well, because that's, that's where we're consuming. But the, how at, we're at consuming the end of the day, people. like I, 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 I believe in the laws of attraction. <laughs> I believe in the fact that positivity breeds positivity, right? That, that's all what I've adopted, and I think it's been really working out well for me. Yeah. You can't make anyone do what they want and don't want to do, but you can ask them. I actually disagree. You're but, paying. No, no, them. no. But but you're paying them. But the, they'll to be there. But they, they can leave. Them do exactly. But they what can leave, so I can't physically make them do it. They can leave. Okay, fair. But <laughs> if I start asking them questions to a point where they don't have any more answers, they pretty much fold into it. So anyway. don't you think that's the whole point? Is that this actually needs to be a part of your job title, your well, job description? Now, when, that when this we is hire what people, you do. This is when we hire people. We actually make it part of it, and that's why the video resume. I just got off the phone while I was waiting to come in on a lady that was talking. So you need to send me a video resume. Well, I don't want to do that. Not a problem. Well, when do I have an interview? You don't. Exactly. We, we only. This is if not. You're interview. not willing to go that far. Yeah. Why should I take my well, time and my effort, even meet with you in the first place? Yes. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're looking to acquire brands. Yeah. And those brands, those individual brands, aka salespeople, are going to go out there and represent the dealership as a whole brand, right? Yeah. And it's all those little elements, all those little brands, and the the stock that's invested in those are what's going to bring value to the dealership itself. And, and take it a step further when you're hiring somebody. Videotape the interview. Okay. I sometimes don't even put the camera on. But if the person's not comfortable with it, chances are either being dishonest or it's not going to work out. Everyone's a little uncomfortable on video. Oh, I look, time. look, I love video. It holds but, us accountable. I, I record six hours of my day every single day. It is pretty tough. For me to BS my way through this. I know. And, and when you when you record it, you can go back to it when someone's, you know, you had a question. Sometimes it's just the camera in the room will bring in a different personality. Yeah. Right? It, some, a lot of times I don't even push record. Um, it's just that experience, right? And then they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And some people said, I don't want to be any part of this. Great. You know, perfect. That, that, that's, you've made my job easier. Because I believe dealerships moving forward are, look, they're in the PR business. We're in the branding business. That's what we are. You said there's 30, what did you say, 30, 33 Nissan? 33 and 87 kilometers. 33 Nissan dealerships and 87 kilometer difference. As a consumer, I got a hell of a lot of options. Yep. Who the hell am I going to choose to do business with? It's whoever has the stronger brand. Yep. That's the story I'm buying into before the story of the price. Hell, let the manufacturer sell the story of the price. They can spend their hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to do so. Let them do it. Absolutely. Right? The dealership, these dollars being spent, and that goes down to co-op, which is a whole other podcast in itself. That's a nightmare. Handcuffs, a.k.a. co-op. All right? Look, we have to sell the brand. Why? The reason they should become doing business with us. And you have, a.k.a. salespeople, all these little mini brands within your umbrella. Someone's going to resonate with one of those brands. Absolutely. And... You know, going back to video and, and reputation, you know, we've talked about service, we've talked about sales, we've talked about everything else. You know, when a customer is, when is the customer most happy? When they're picking up their car. Sure. It should when, be when the most value, happy. When, yeah. when the, the value's lean on their side. Yeah. So, when, you know, most people ask for a referral at that point. And I would say, great, that's a great way to, you know, you, you should build the seed of referrals throughout the point. But... You know, I guess you could videotape them and say, hey, you told me you're getting a referral. But, <laughs> um, but think about now. They're most happy. A Google review goes great. What have you got them on video? 
I trust a complete stranger. At the happiest moment. At the happiest moment. Of their sales or purchasing process, exactly. experience, and, whatever you want to call it. But don't just ask them to be a narcissist and why did you buy the car from me? Because they're going to tell you anyway. Sure. Instead, and they're buying a car from you and you, you know, great Susie, you came all the way from Thunder Bay. I really appreciate it. You were looking at an Accord. Why'd you buy the Ultima? Yep. And then they're going to tell you why they bought from you and the Ultima. And the next person says, you know, I'm looking at buying an Accord or an Ultima. This is why my customer bought the Accord, bought the Ultima. And, and you're using some a complete stranger to tell your story and brand yourself. Now, take it even a step further. Invite customers after their first service back in. Have a good relationship with them back in and do drive their car and videotape them. Sure. And now get their story. Like, why'd you like this? You know what? My first service, that thing was great, blah, blah, blah. Put that on your website. Now, very, very valuable content. I would, you know, and I, not to sound completely off center, but when I was agent court, I put a video up in my picture, and I, people come to me, you're the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but it worked because people want to deal with a certain culture, and, and, and not that I promote any type of racism at all, but they, they saw something they were comfortable with. We, we buy into a brand. We buy into a brand. Right. There's a specific and brand they, that they, we all they I don't know who his name is. Purchasing. And it works so well. That people in there, like, I'm JP. I said, I'm the big guy who sits upstairs. I'm the creepy guy waving at the window. You know, like Santa, like a little more creepy. But but people work so well that dealership, the, all the salespeople tried to change their name by initials. Because not everyone remember my name. But they remember the story. They come in, yeah, is um, uh, JP, big guy upstairs. And so people, I'm, I'm RJ. You must be here for me. No, no, you don't sound like him. And. He's upstairs because <laughs> I see all. Um, but, you know, the branding of the video is what gave me the customers. Sure. The experience that I offered at the dealership made it credible. It's what created the reputation. Yeah, reputation. built my reputation. Yep. The reputation and the videos created a buying signal for the customer, and they knew they'd be traded well. I think it's fair to say that from a salesperson's perspective, you don't embrace the video responds, then you're literally going to be at the mercy of whatever's coming through the door. Absolutely. That's it. Bottom line, that's what it is. And I think the other takeaway as far as a general manager or dealer principal goes is that it is a part of the job description. Yep. No offense buts about it, right? It, just moving forward, that is what it is. If you have these little mini brands, aka salespeople within your dealership, right, that make up the entire brand that is the dealership in, in its entirety, you have to hire for that. Absolutely. It's not about who can close. It's who can actually tell the better story. But you also have to keep those, you know, everyone puts those away in HR when someone signs a contract to go away in HR and they stay in the file and never be seen again. Well, it's got to be embedded into your process. But if it's not embedded into your process, then it'll never happen. But it, also, but it also has to be, like you said, I had everyone initial beside the video point. Sure. When, they, when I said, well, I need your initial there. Oh, yeah, I'll sign them. No, no, I need your initial right there. I don't care what you do with the rest right of it. <laughs> because and I would keep them in my office. And when someone started falling off track, I'd be like, okay, so what's your, I, I give them an action plan, what's gonna happen, what we need to do, what sure. we work on together, what your challenges are, what's going on at home. And then when they when they continue to go, I'm like, no problem. So do you enjoy working? Oh yeah, I really like working here, you're a good guy. Great, and I pulled it back out going, okay, um, I need you to read through this again. And they're like, I know it's video. I, you know, you, you said it, I didn't mention it. I just need you to read through this as a brush up every month, every week, every day. And I, I give them 10 points to stick on their desk. They have to read through it every day. And they have to do it. Yep. Right? No ifs, ands, or buts. And you always reward people. It doesn't matter how crappy the video is. Eventually, it gets better. So when it comes to the dealerships, when the excuse is used, 
that my staff just won't do it. It's look, we can bypass that. You literally make it part of the job description. Now I have another one for you because I have heard this one a lot. Is that I don't want the the salespeople's brand to become more powerful or bigger than my own brand as a dealership. They're concerned about the salespeople putting themselves in front of these customers and then ultimately walking away. What do you say when someone says well, that? Well, first of all, the customers belong to the dealership. Now, everyone, I'll give you the copy of the pink so I can follow up. No, you have a CRM. Yep. You know, the, the old school way of giving one of their sales contracts, it's in the CRM. You don't need to give someone a binder they can walk away with. Sure. Because that's what happens. Yes. You know, when you control the CRM, they can't print anything off without your approval, right? I always tell people, not a problem. So you're worried about your brand. So how many videos have you done? Oh, myself? No, no, no. For the dealership. I said, no problem, Mr. GM. No problem, Mr. GM. You don't want your people walking around. Perfect. So how many videos have you done personally? Because you're worried. You want to be the brand. You want no one. So let's start off by you doing videos. He says, no, I don't want to do videos. That's the problem. Exactly. (laughs) It starts from the top. Exactly. Shit rolls downhill. It starts from the top. Exactly. Well, I don't want to. But that's the problem. They won't leave. Once they built the brand, the only reason they would leave is because... They it, it motivated by a couple of things. They don't feel like they're being treated valuable. Customer salespeople are generally pretty loyal because it, the dealership doesn't value the it doesn't brand value the brand or the or the salespeople. You're already assuming that person's going to leave before yep. you've made the decision to do anything. You know, I see dealers that still have don't have computers on their desks, uh, not ours, thank God. But you know, and and and, and oh, you're not allowed to have your phone. I, I've seen a dealer. I, I was I was invited when I moved to Toronto to an other brand's sales meeting. And I saw the GM grab someone's phone and chuck it in the garbage. And back then, phones weren't a thousand bucks, but still, you know, back then, five hundred bucks was a lot more money. Sure. And I, I looked at him going, and I had to stop his sales meeting. Going, what the fuck did you just do? Well, he wasn't paying attention because you're boring and you yell at people. And I should videotape this and show it back to you. So the next one, I set up my, my I videotape with my my phone and I showed it back to him. He's like, Oh my god, I didn't know it was like that. I had veins in my neck. And it's like, and you wonder why they don't respect you. Sure. So videotape your sales meetings and send people's reaction. Set up two cameras. If you, if cell phone cameras are fine. One facing forward and one facing backwards. The reason I say that is because you want to know how engaged you are. So it's not enough just to create the content. You, you need to create the audit culture. yourself. You, you, you got to audit yourself. Absolutely. You know, you taught me a long time ago and when you came to my networking event, um, engaged networking. Uh, <laughs> shameless plug. Uh, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> We had cameras set up all over the room because I wanted to see what the engagement was of, from the speakers. Sure. I wanted to see if I everyone's false, when someone speak, spoke, all the faces load up and look at their phones, or was it more engagement? Yep. You know, I need to know that because then we have to change the content or the delivery of that. As a comedian, you always have to know your audience. You got to know what the audience. And is. I was always been really good at reading a room because that was you live or die, and you know. They put me in front of, this is a retirement home and they're all on death row. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have had me here because I don't know too much political humor. But, you know, you've got to be able to read your room. And if you, as a sales manager, GM, lead hand, a salesperson, if you're not comfortable in that environment, then change your environment. Whether it's physically or figuratively, change your environment. Start doing videos. If, if you say, well, my dealer doesn't want me to do it. Call me. I'm looking for people. <laughs> so, I, look, I think the takeaway here is that video is not only valuable to the consumer, it's incredibly valuable from the operations and development and training Absolutely. side. 
And the bottom line is, if you're just not doing video, then you're just behind. Well, again, and, and it's not necessarily we as a as a dealership. We have to stop asking about. Uh, we have to stop asking the question of how much money or how many cars we sold. We need to start asking the question of how much money could we have made? How many cars could we have sold if we're really leaving it all on the field? Yeah. And in this industry, the way it is right now, to leave it all on the field, every single effort needs to be put forward, and video is a huge part of that. And, and the private sale days are over. You know, micro <laughs> micro <laughs> moments. You know, the days, segue, the days yeah, that, yeah, oh, you want to buy my car? So does 62 other dealerships right now. Yep. You know, they give them, you want to buy my car? Last time I was in, you told me I was upside down, but now you want my car? Yep. The, you've got to experience a different set. Have fun with it. You know, interview your customers. Set up a podcast. Do something to have fun with. And, and you can really see a big return. And it's just, when people see it's not working, two things will happen. They'll, they'll be, you know, the sour grapes. Oh, the freaking garden, stupid, here every day and wants to work hard, <laughs> ruining it for us. Or they'll have the, how did you do that moment? Yep. And we've seen more, how did you do that moments happen. You know, when I first got in the car business, and not just talk about me, I was the new guy in the block that no one respected. Two guys, Turpin Pontiac Buick, 60 years in the business. They had been there 20 plus years. They had their portfolios. And I was one of those new guys that can be gone in two months, like they've seen time and time again. Sure. Well, after three months, they started, how did you do that? You know, they, they started coming like, like sling blade, like corn. <laughs> you know, they, they started coming over and asking me what I was doing because they wanted to learn it. So even if your dealer principles aren't supporting you, just go on your own. If you it feels right, do it. It's your business. It's your business. You're, you're, you're renting the space. I mean, you're giving up X percentage of the gross profit of every single transaction to actually physically be in the space, occupy the desk that you're sitting in, run it as your own damn business. Stop looking for it. I agree with you. From the salesperson's perspective, stop looking for the opportunity for your dealership to say yes or no. Do it yourself. It's your responsibility, your business. You make your income. Well, and, and there's dealers in the States who actually have legal right to evict you you rent the desk. So sure. from the front of this, like the top dealer, top person is a $10,000 a week and you have, to, you have to pay for that and you have to hit certain targets. Yes, it's still a dealership, but you're an entrepreneur in a dealership. 100%. 50 desks, the last one is 200. Nothing trickles down to the filter. You're, you, you can't leave before you're, like you're in a zone, so you gotta hope someone walks in the back door from the shop. That's a pretty cool structure, I haven't seen that before. And, and it neat. works because I talked to one guy who, who lost his desk once 20 years ago and he's never lost it since. He's evicted. And you're when you're evicted, you can reapply or you're fired. When you're evicted, most people are gone. And they say that you know the, the top five are always there. And then everyone else kind of gets evicted every month. Yep. And it, it trickles down. Well, guys are doing anything and everything. That's where the um the the car genie and the and the all came from. They were in that structure. Well, because they need to continue to evolve themselves as a brand. Exactly. But they need, they, one guy started being the car genie and then he adapted to, then the next guy was going to be the uh, Elvis and the next guy was going to be, why? Because the first guy was getting traction. Yes. So we, what are the great copycats, right? Yep. Absolutely. So um, we'll wrap this up. Sweet. But your final statement as far as what you would say to a salesperson and what you would say to upper management when it comes to video response. And, reputa and reputation. So with, with salespeople, it's uncomfortable. You'll suck at it at first. It's sure. okay. I'll show you videos. Call me. I will show you videos. Or like, and I, oh, shit. And they walk off. You know, it was, <laughs> they were horrible. But they get better. 
and opportunities open for you. You have no idea how many opportunities open for you. Just know that the video is an opportunity. It doesn't end there. You have to continue to follow up and everything else. So that's great for the salesperson. Now, how about the management? Management, be open to it. Be a little bit more on your feet about it. Go around, talk to your people. So many managers never leave their office. Sure. Or, you know, besides the smoke. So be on top of it. Take it on your own wing. Try it yourself. Yes, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's like learning their language. You're going to suck at being managing but, by example. But it, managing by example is so important because when you start doing it, it's hard for people to say, well, you don't do it. You know, like showing up early every day and having everyone show up late, sure. doesn't, it doesn't work. Nope. Be the person that represents it. As a general manager, start your service department. You'll immediately see a return. Real return. A real 100%. return. And, you know, in some cases, some dealers are actually using it as a one-to-one. There's a Porsche Oakville. Yep. Has actually done it where they have live call-ins on a, uh, on a system they've employed that the, it goes live call-in to the receptionist. So she can actually have a phone conversation on an iPhone uh, in FaceTime. Yep. And then it go, they can transfer that call to a salesperson, only three of them in a 50-person dealer, 50 dealership. It's a beautiful process. And then they go around and do the full walk-around video and the full test drive you know, with that person on, on the phone. Yep. Um, that's the evolution. But you know what's really interesting, and we'll wrap this up. A lot of people think that they created that simply because it was just a good idea. It came from the perspective that they wanted to save their consumers time, and a lot of their buyers don't necessarily always have time to come directly into the dealership. So by developing out that cornerstone of wanting to save their consumers time, that's actually where the process was. Absolutely. Was Customers created. want it anyway. You just facilitated it. 100%. And if you're doing a video, for God's sakes, don't make it an OEM commercial. Yes, I agree. Make it fun, make it inviting, make it useful. If it's got remote start, start the car. If it's got a power ta- tailgate, open the tailgate. Don't talk about the freaking 4x4 when it comes standard on the car. Don't regurgitate whatever the... Exactly. Whatever the You're not a said. manual. People want to see personality. They don't yes. want to see a commercial. Um, okay, well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, JP, so much for taking awesome. the time to come talk to me. Uh, for the audience out there, how can they connect with JP Ostagoy? Gee. Gee. Ostagoy. Um... They can email me. It's uh, jp at alta, A-L-T-A, group.ca, jp at alta group.ca. Or you can call me, 647-888-7300-647-888-7300. Awesome. Thanks, JP. Really appreciate it. No problem at all, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.